This message comes from NPR sponsor Total Wine and More. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, find what you love and love what you find at Total Wine and More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. Be 21. Live from NPR News, I'm Lakshmi Singh. A Michigan jury has found Jennifer Crumbly guilty of involuntary manslaughter in connection with a mass shooting committed by her son, the first conviction of its kind. On count one of involuntary manslaughter, as to Madison Baldwin, we find the defendant guilty of involuntary manslaughter. Crumbly found guilty on a total of four counts for the four teens who were killed. Prosecutors accused Crumbly and her husband, James Crumbly, of failing to get their son Ethan mental health treatment and of being negligent in buying him a firearm. Ethan Crumbly later opened fire on classmates at Oxford High School and killed four students. He was 15 at the time of the 2021 attack. President Biden is urging Congress to pass what he describes as the strongest border bill the country's ever seen. Moments ago, he delivered a speech in which he appealed to the growing number of Republicans whose support of the bill is wavering after former President Donald Trump opposed it. He'd rather weaponize this issue than actually solve it. So for the last 24 hours, he's done nothing, I'm told, but reach out to Republicans in the House and the Senate and threaten them and try to intimidate them to vote against this proposal. And looks like they're caving. Republican Senator Frank Langford, a staunch conservative and one of the lawmakers who spent months negotiating with Democrats over the plan, is expressing frustration. Senate Republicans demanded changes in the law in October and said we're not going to move on other people's national security until we're dealing with our national security. And now we get to this moment. I've got so many colleagues that are backing away. And that, I'm not saying it's all based on the political reasons. Some will have legitimate issues and say, hey, I don't like this part of the bill or I wish there was more in it. But some are backing away also based on the politics of the moment. House Speaker Mike Johnson, who is among the Republicans opposed to the plan, denies that Trump's aspirations to become president again influenced his decision. Well, the former president will not be on the ballot in today's primary in Nevada, but he's assured to sweep the state's 26 delegates. NPR's Frank Ordonez reports about the two nominating contests in Nevada this week. First, today's primary, which former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley is on the ballot for. Then there's Thursday's caucuses, where Trump is the only major candidate participating. Local Republican consultant Chuck Muth told me voters were not only confused, but angry to find out Trump was not on their primary ballot. It's a total disaster because even active Republicans who are very attuned to what's going on are completely confused by why this is being done the way it's being done. It's part of a conflict between the state Republican Party run by Trump allies and a state law passed in 2021 that mandates a primary must be held. But the nominating contests are run by political parties, not the state. Franco Ordonez, NPR News, Las Vegas. U.S. stocks are mixed with the Dow up 91 points. You're listening to NPR News. Millions of Iraqi Shiite pilgrims gathered in Baghdad today to commemorate the death of a major religious figure, Imam Musa al-Qadim. Up until a few years ago, the pilgrimage was marked by sectarian bombings. Here's NPR's Jane Araf. This is the street leading to the Qadimiya Shrine. It's one of the most sacred places in Shia Islam. And this is one of the most important religious commemorations in the world, really. It's one of the biggest. There are millions of Shia pilgrims who have walked here, some of them for weeks, actually, for hundreds of miles to reach. But it isn't just a religious ceremony. This is an expression of a very strong part of Iraqi identity, an identity that was suppressed under Saddam Hussein. 
NPR's Gina Raff. A new study shows in recent years, law enforcement across the U.S. has been seizing more magic mushrooms being sold illegally as more states relax their laws involving psychedelic drugs. We have more from NPR's Ritu Chatterjee. The new study found that in 2017, law enforcement seized nearly 500 pounds of magic mushrooms or shrooms. In 2022, they seized more than 1,800 pounds. Joseph Palomar is an epidemiologist at NYU's Langone Health and the main author of the new study. He says the biggest drug busts of shrooms happen in the western part of the country, where states have more relaxed policies when it comes to psychedelic drugs. Just because it's decriminalized doesn't mean that you could have a thousand pounds of shrooms uh, behind the counter of a store. The findings come at a time when there's growing investment in research on psychedelics in treating mental illnesses. This is NPR. 